Hello and welcome back to yet another edition of Talkin' Troy. I'm Nathan Ackerman, one of the sports editors here at the Daily Trojan. I'm joined, as I often am, by sports editor Amanda Sturgis and managing editor with an emphasis on sports, Aiden Berg. Aiden, Amanda, thank you so much for joining me today. It's great to be here, Nathan. Yeah, thanks for having us. So folks, Trojan fans, everyone listening on this podcast, we have a lot to get to today. This morning, President Carol Fultz announced that the new athletic director here, here at uh, USC is Mike Bone. Aiden, Amanda, any initial thoughts about um, you know, the person now in charge of leading the, the, the athletic department and, and leading the football team, perhaps most importantly, through this um, rather rocky stretch and rather um, tumultuous times here at USC football? Well, I wasn't at the press conference, Nathan, but uh, from what I could hear on the on the videos that I that I saw, um, he seems to have a lot of energy. So you know, take from that what you will. <laughs> um, he's I think he's very excited to be here, which is a, a good thing. Um, he's he's not someone from within the Trojan family who was just handed the job. Uh, I I feel like I it really came across to me as though he felt like he earned it, and was excited to be at USC. Um, Amanda, what did you think? You were there at the press conference today. What did you think of him? Yeah, I think that something I really appreciated was his emphasis on the Trojan family. Even though he's not an alumni himself, he really um, he mentioned like specific student athletes who, um, well, Fult mentioned student athletes who are on the selection committee who really helped in that decision. But he also mentioned students who he saw on campus who he saw were so happy to be a part of that Trojan family. And so I think that he really you know, will prioritize the students and the student athletes. And he's really excited to be a, a part of the Trojan family coming from outside. Yeah, I think at one point he said, you will learn quickly. I'm immensely passionate and energetic. My passion and energy never take a day off. And today was definitely not that day that, that, that it took off because he was really he was really riled up for this interview or not an interview for this press conference. No, it definitely was not one of those days, and I think one of the one of the most important things that you talked about was that he's coming from the outside, which I think for a school that's trying trying its hardest to move away from all the scandals and all the, you know, questionable things that it's done the last few years, I think it's important to get kind of that voice from the outside. And as many of us expected, day one he was he was throwing kind of some of the more difficult questions about whether or not he anticipates making a head coaching change here at USC. You know, I think. Of course, he, he, he gave the answers like, oh, it's important for the team to finish out the season strong. But I think what most people in the USC community tend to agree upon is that he already has made that decision. And it might not come till the end of the season, but it seems like he's you know just about ready to call it quits for Coach Clay Helton. And um, you know I think part of that coming from the outside and kind of avoiding scandal, avoiding some of the some of the controversy is definitely going to come into the into the forefront when it comes to choosing the next head coach because, you know, um, Urban Meyer's name has been thrown around a lot. He seems like at this point one of the more likely candidates to replace Clay Helton. I don't want to jump to any conclusions yet, but it seems like that is something that could definitely possibly happen. So I want to hear what you guys have to say about that. I think a big emphasis in the press conference was that Bone really wants to find a way to win, not just for our football program, but for all of the programs at USC. But especially with football, he got a lot of questions about, you know, how he wants to return that program to its like past years. And I think that just in terms of winning, his emphasis on winning, that Urban Meyer could be a good option for that. Um, he's had a really good, like proven track record at Ohio State. The most he had in a single season was two losses. Like, and we've been coming off of some not so great seasons. I think it could be a really 
good um, option for Bone to lean on if he does want to find a way to win, as he said in the press conference. Not to mention a national championship for Urban Meyer at Ohio State and one at, at Florida or multiple. I'm not exactly sure, but he definitely won one at Ohio State. So. Yeah, I would agree. I think the 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 winning aspects of aspect of things certainly isn't what's at issue here. I think one of the things that Bone also talked about during his press conference was that yes, he wants to win, he wants to do all these things that make Trojan athletics and USC football great. And one of those things that he made a point that he really wants to do is maintain integrity. He talked about integrity a lot. And, you know, I think people people have their differing opinions on Urban Meyer. I mean, you know, some of them positive, a lot of them negative for sure. And I think that that's definitely one of the things to watch as we move forward in this head coach hiring process. I mean, of course, we're saying all these things while there's still three to four and, dare I say it, five games left on USC's, you know, season right now. We still have a head coach that's probably going to be here for all the remaining games this year. But, I mean, you know, it's Bowen is kind of being thrown into a difficult situation and, you know, the pressure on him is already starting to mount because there, there are a lot of people that want you know, USC football to be the dominant powerhouse that it once was. And, you know, nobody really dis- dis- disagrees with that. It's just people have their differing opinions on whether or not they want to take the chance on somebody with as controversial as a background as Urban Meyer, whether or not a lot of that is founded. How do you want to proceed here? <laughs> um, I was going to talk about, like, the, the Bill 206, but I feel like that's not good off of... Oh, well, I mean, we should probably talk a little bit more about Urban Meyer. Yeah. yeah okay. So, yeah, in, in my previous columns, I've been known to come across some resistance from USC fans for some of my takes. Uh, I'm, no, I'm no Sam Arslanian, but uh, I, there have been a few of my, of my takes that have caught in some flack by, from, <laughs> from, from the USC fans on Twitter. Uh, but I have to say, I'm kind of confused at just the amount of reverence and how much USC fans really want Urban Meyer to be the coach. Obviously, if he came here, I think USC would vault back into being, you know, a, a top 10 team probably at some point. But at what cost, really? I, I, and if you ask any fan of any team that Urban Meyer has coached over the years, anybody who's worked at the universities, especially in the athletic offices, probably you know, how they felt about Urban Meyer, how they felt about his tenure after he left. They would obviously remember the winning very fondly, but what else would they remember fondly about him? All of his all of his tenures have been marked by scandal. Uh, notably, he coached a lot of people at Florida who got into major trouble, including a certain guy named Aaron Hernandez. Um, at Ohio State, obviously, he has had this whole scandal with his assistant coach and how much of that he he of his assistant coach's domestic abuse we don't know exactly, um, but he was suspended for a reason. So I I just find myself a little confused at times about why USC fans are so entirely devoted to this to this guy as the as the number one option when yes he's probably the number one guy who can make them the best team but there's other things that go into that. Is this really a guy that you want to root for? Is my question. It does seem a little bit contradictory when Bone was brought in to kind of be a new fresh perspective after Lynn Swan whose tenure was marked by a lot of, or marred sorry by a lot of scandals um, including the emissions bribery scandal and the Tony Bland bribery ring and there was just a lot of things under his tenure that were that Fult seems to really be trying to move past under bone and so I think that you know while um, Urban Myers, coaching could be a good fit for a program that wants to win, as Bone suggested. It also could 
you know, detract from the picture that Fultz trying to build of, like, moving on and becoming that university that can be more of, like, an uh, image to, like, look at rather than to see marred by scandal. Yeah, and I, I definitely agree. I think that if, if there was ever a time for USC to take a chance on somebody like Meyer, I'm not saying that there is, but I think that if there ever was, it certainly would not be right now. So I think that that's definitely something to keep in the back of our minds as we, you know, of course, want to see the best for USC, want to see USC football win, but, you know, like Aiden said, at what cost? So I think that's something important to consider. Just one last thing on Bone from me anyway. Um, he said something that I found kind of interesting. Uh, he kind of specifically called out former student-athletes. He said, to our former student-athletes, you have put a lot into this program. You have set us up for great, great things. We desperately need to be involved, need you to be involved in the program. You will hear from me, and again, I will be listening, yada, yada, yada. Basically, I, I, in the same season that Reggie Bush came back to the Coliseum for the first time, and there's been all this groundswell about support for him and trying to get him back on, on USC's campus, I don't think that it was a mistake that he said something of that nature. Uh, I think that he knows what sort of program he's coming into, Bone does. You know, that was just a way, definitely a good way to get fans excited about him. So kudos on some of that, uh, not creativity, I guess, but um, kudos on that uh, savvy from him to say that. Yeah, and I think one of, one of you know, the other headlines that's kind of made news in the past couple of weeks is something that... Bone wrapped up the press conference by saying he was asked about SB 206 and, you know, by by extension, the NCAA's recent vote that allows student athletes to be paid for their name, image, and likeness. He said, quote, if we can do things to support student athletes and set them up for success, help them build their brand and go on and take their USC experience and become the phenomenal leaders that we are accustomed to our alumni from USC to do. I think that's a wonderful thing. So I think obviously the NCAA had their vote. They had their resolution kind of, and they've kind of established that student athletes are able to, you know, profit from certain things. And I think, you know, Bone's support in that aspect of the way college sports operate, I think is something that is definitely welcome into USC athletics because I think it's really important for them to focus on the student athletes as kind of, you know, the focus of how the department operates and kind of what's really central and integral to the way, you know, to the, to the, to the success and the future and the integrity of the program. All right, so now on to one of the things that, you know, Bone got most of the questions about, perhaps unsurprisingly, is the future of this USC football program. And like I said, there are still three to five with the big asterisk games remaining in the season. This weekend, they take on Arizona State in Tempe after that disastrous Oregon blowout by 32 points last weekend. Um, Aiden, Amanda, you guys thoughts about the upcoming game or the last one? Because that was, I think, the, the game against Oregon was both the nail in the coffin, as Aiden wrote in his column for Clay Helton's job, and it also might have spelled the end of USC's Pac-12 hopes. So I think, you know, that was that was definitely a game that we're going to look back on as one of the turning points of this season. Make sure you read my column every Monday. Well, first of all, I think that, you know, I don't know if Clay Helton's job was necessarily determined by that loss. I think it was a big, like, factor, kind of a nail in the coffin maybe, as you said, but I think due to the new administration – he might not really have much of a chance anyway, honestly. So then in looking to next week at ASU, um, coming back from injuries is going to be really important. Stephen Carr said he was feeling about 90%. He could be playing this week. That would be really important for a team who didn't have a great running effort against Oregon. 
And furthermore, Talano Hufanga and Drake Jackson are likely to be back on defense, which is going to be really important for against an Arizona State team that's really good in the red zone. It has, you know, ver- versatility at kind of all of the offensive positions, wide receiver, running back, quarterback. Um, and so I think that the coming back from these injuries is going to be really important for the Trojans as they face at ASU this Saturday. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, every game from here on is going to be a must-win. USC is going to need to win out and then get some help. I think there are, there are no games looking at the rest of the schedule where you look at them and see, okay, USC is definitely going to lose that game. But also, you know, you look back on some of these games a couple of weeks ago when they were coming off a close loss to Notre Dame, they were coming off a blowout win against uh, Arizona, and you would think maybe they're going to win out, maybe they're going to beat Oregon. So, I mean, you know, we've, we've talked about it time and time again on this podcast. The theme this season is we have no idea what's going to happen next week, and I think that's true. I mean, I don't think a lot of us could have, could have, foreseen, us losing to U- could have foreseen USC losing to UCLA in the last game of the season, but here we are. They're tied at 4-2 in the, in the Pac-12, and even if Utah loses a game and, and you know, SC wins out, US, or, uh, UCLA could still take the, take, take the South if it, you know, takes care of the games that it needs to. Well, actually, that can't happen because UCLA and USC play. Correct. So USC would, would, if USC won out, then UCLA would lose that game, Nathan. If Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. So we can, so we can, so we can cut that part. Yeah. And as much as we don't know about this team, uh, there are a few things that I think we can probably talk down as definitely happening for this game. I think we know it's going to be pretty close at the very least uh, and at the very worst uh, in Mass, like a massive blowout for Arizona State because, like you said, USC just does not play well on the road. Their only win came over Colorado, and that was like a last-second, basically, win over the Buffaloes, who are probably the worst team in the conference. Um, so I think we know that it's, def- it's definitely not going to be an easy win for USC at the very least. Uh, the second thing that we know is USC struggles with mobile quarterbacks, and Jaden Daniels is about as mobile a quarterback as they're going to play. That dude is incredible at, at navigating the pocket, getting outside, scrambling, picking up big yards, with, and making plays with his legs, not only for runs but to throw. So I, I think that he's going to give that defense a lot of trouble, and USC fans can count on, unfortunately for them, uh, seeing Jaden Daniels really give – this defense a lot of issues with this with his feet this Saturday. Yeah, I think the Trojans will need to put up a similar performance as they did against Cleo Tate, who is also a really mobile quarterback um, in the Arizona game. And they actually, you know, contained him so well that he was actually taken out of the game. Um, and so I think that they need to kind of implement some of these same strategies. Obviously, Jaden Daniels is a different beast, but I think that they need to kind of incorporate some of the same toughness and, and take him out of the game. One last thing, kind of on that defensive side, uh, a stat that we have in our preview uh, for this game, go check it out on dailytrojan.com, is that USC ranks dead last, number 130 in the nation in forcing opponents into three and outs. So that's what that means is whenever USC punts the ball away to the other team and tries to play for field position, that just the entire purpose of it just entirely goes out the window because te- they're not forcing teams into three and outs. They're not winning field position, and there's no reason to expect that to change in this game. So, you know, when you don't win the field position battle in a road game against a team that has similar ability or performance level to you, uh, it's going to be tough for you to win the game. We should, we should probably wrap this up soon, but I want to pose one final question to both of you. If, 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 if USC wins out, right, goes to the Pac-12 championship, wins that, loses the Rose Bowl, is that enough for Clay Heldon to keep his job? 
I don't know. I mean, there's so much. There's so much variable that so many variables that can go into those results. It de- it, it kind of depend on how they look. I tend to think that he's already gone at this point. Um, I I don't think that there's much he can do, especially if he loses the Rose Bowl. Which, I mean, come on, they're gonna lose the Rose Bowl if they somehow miraculously make it there. Um, yeah, I would say at this point, it's most likely that he's that he's gone. Really, no matter what. Um, I agree with you, Aiden. The atmosphere in the last press conference was really kind of down, kind of um, somber, as, you know, everyone was asking Clay Helton, why do you deserve to stay with this program? And they were asking the players, like, do you feel like you're fighting for your coach's job? And it's kind of already out there that, you know, he really doesn't have much of a chance to stay past this year. And so I think that that Oregon game did kind of, make a difference there because everyone started that buzz kind of continued kind of started mounting and so I think that I don't know if he can come back from that even if they do have a really great end to the season right and of course I'm, I'm not saying I think you know USC is going to going to win the Pac-12 although I do think USC is going to win the Pac-12 and that's going <laughs> to wrap it up for this edition of Talking Troy thank you so much for listening I'm Nathan Ackerman I was joined by Aiden Berg and Amanda Sturgis as I am most weeks And thank you for listening. We'll talk to you in a couple of, we'll talk to you maybe next week. Thank you for having us, Nathan. Oh yeah, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And Talking Troy is produced by Sean Flannelly, Natalie Bettendorf, Tomas Muir, Eileen Toe, and Aiden Berg.